Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, this is the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. And this is Brandon Allen, as always. So I'm excited to be bringing another podcast to you, and I've got... Uh, a topic that comes up quite a bit that I want to address today, and, and it's really what happens or what does our life look like when we don't have any answers to the problems that exist? And, and I get this in coaching from time to time. I get someone who gets frustrated and they say, well, you know what? If I knew what the answer was, I would have already fixed it. Or I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know why my business isn't growing. I don't know why my employees are not thriving. And when we get into that kind of mode, we start to really hope that someone else is going to deliver some answers for us. Now, I'm going to give you some ways to kind of flip this and help you kind of dive in and figure out answers. But I'm also going to talk to you about maybe some symptoms that exist or some things that you're doing that's creating this mindset to begin with. And and the first thing is, is when someone doesn't have their answers or they, or they say something like, hey, if I knew what to do, I would do it. To me, that's a person that typically is, is lacking in vulnerability and openness. That's a person that probably hasn't been open in the past to problems that have existed in their life. They haven't been open to looking into that solution. And not only have they lied to other people about uh, where they're at with things, but they're probably lying to themselves as well. And maybe putting themselves in a position that uh, they really aren't at. And sometimes to, to help us overcome this issue, we've got to be open and vulnerable to the fact that, you know what, we don't know everything. We don't have all the answers Things don't always work out exactly the way we want them to in our business and in our life, and that's okay. The, the question is not if something's going to work out exactly the way we want it to, because it, it's not always going to do that, but what are we going to do about it if it doesn't? How are we going to move forward? And if you're shut off, if you're just a closed-off person that's always fronting, putting on a nice little veneer for everyone else, it, it's going to be tough. It's, it'll, it will, you'll have a hard time coming up with your own answers. So think about how open or vulnerable you're being. You know, where where can you be more open about things that you need and what what's going on there? Now the second thing I look at that's kind of in line with the first thing is really relationship capital building. Typically when when people have a hard time really figuring out certain issues or things going on in their life, they typically lack relationship capital. And even when they do have relationship capital, because they're so bad at the first thing that I just talked about, which is openness and vulnerability, they're not really sharing that with people who could help them anyway. They're the people that every time, hey, how are things going? Oh, great. Never better. Business is the best it's ever been. You know. Meanwhile, they're crying themselves to sleep at night because of how poorly their business is doing. They're not out there building relationship capital looking at this. And I talk with business owners about this all the time. And sometimes I work with specialty business owners, whether it be a dentist or an attorney or a chiropractor. And, and those guys can be even worse because they either spend time in one of two places. Uh, number one, they don't spend time really networking at all. Or number two, if they do, they spend time only with other people who do what they do. And then you get into that whole fake uh, 
you know, wisdom of crowd thing where, you know, everyone's, everyone's fine. Everyone's doing great. Everyone's practice is doing amazing and the best it's ever done. And no one's being real and authentic because no one wants to look bad in front of their peers. They, they, everyone's posturing. You know, it's this whole, uh, you know, kind of bullshit posturing session that goes on all the time within uh, those types of circles. So, uh, you know, if, if you're not net networking at all, uh, that's a problem. But if you are networking, but you're only networking kind of in a, in a more incestuous manner that really doesn't allow for growth or branching out, that can be a problem too. And I run into business owners who just feel like, hey, there's really no point to networking. Like, what would I do with that? And there's just so much to be learned from other people and other experiences, particularly when they're outside of our current sphere of influence, that can really add a lot of depth and, and richness to uh, not only our personal lives, but they can help us with business insights and things like that as well. So if you find that you're in a place where you don't have answers, take a look at your circle. Where is it? Are you building a good relationship capital circle? Is that, is that something that's happening for you? at a high level. The last thing that we look at in this area is just looking for someone or something to fix us. And this is probably the biggest problem that comes around is that we get to a position where we're stuck. And what we're hoping for is someone will sue, they'll, they'll swoop in and they'll just give us the magic formula that, oh, well, God, I didn't know this magic formula existed. Now that I have it, oh my God, there's no way I can lose. And there's not a magic formula that's going to help you win. There's not a hero. Superman's not going to come and help you fix your business. That's not going to be me. That's not going to be anyone else. And this is where sometimes I get a little irritated with a uh, you know some certain reality shows that focus on you know fixing a business. You know where this guy comes. You know a guy comes in and it's just like. Oh, do this, bam, 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 bam. I'm going to make you cry. Fire this guy, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden, bam, it's an overnight success. Well, sometimes that that may have lasting results. A lot of times it doesn't. It's not, it's not something that has lasting impact on the business because we can't just go in and, and, and fix someone's problems for them. Because if we don't get it to the root of the issue that's, coming, that's going on in that situation, then that situation is going to reoccur again and again and again. And a lot of times, you know, going in and giving someone a quick fix just gives them a band-aid to the problem. But I don't want to give people solutions to problems. Why? Well, when I ran organizations in the corporate world and running organizations today, if I give people solutions to their problems, that's the very day that I take ownership for their problems and they don't take any ownership for it. And that becomes a real problem because now I care more about their situation than they do. And that's a huge problem because realistically, I probably don't care at the same level that that person does. And if I do, by God, shut the whole thing down. It's not even worth running at that point. And this is kind of kind of that whole mentality of, uh, you know, this whole superhero, I need someone to fix or give me the answers to my problems. It, it comes from this have-do-be complex. So we've talked about it before. If I really want to show up powerfully in life, I need to have a be-do-have attitude. I need to be the person or thing that I want. Then I'm going to behave the way that that kind of a person behaves. And then I'm going to have the things that come along with that state of being. But if I'm looking for someone else to solve my problems, what I'm saying is if I just had the right answer or the solution to my problem, I wouldn't have any problems. The reality is, is that's just false. 
And you think about it another way. Uh, think about lottery winners. People think, God, if I just had, if I just had money, right? Money's always the the big solver of every problem. If I just had more money, these things wouldn't happen. And then we look at uh, lottery winners. And what happens to lottery winners, generally speaking? They lose all their money. And these are people who win absurd amounts of money, literally uh, just absurd amounts of money that you think, how the hell could you ever spend it? Within five years, gone. Completely gone. Now, if having something means that that's going to allow me to be something, how come that doesn't work? How, even if it doesn't work in money, it's not going to work in solutions to your problem. And that's, again, where we become a victim. We start to get in a scarcity mindset, and, and we think that problems are outside of ourselves. There's something secret uh, up in a tower that's locked away that I just don't have access to, and I need someone to bring that to me. So let me address a couple of things that I brought up at the very beginning of the podcast. And the first one is, uh, I don't know why my business isn't growing. The first place to start with that question, if I'm looking at be, do, have, is what are the behaviors and the atmospheres of a successful business? What do businesses who run at a high level, how do they behave? So if I look at a business like Zappos, if I look at a business like Walmart, if I look at a business like McDonald's, and look, I know as I'm saying this, people are like, I hate McDonald's or I hate Walmart, but... We could talk about that, but they're successful to a certain level. Now, McDonald's has taken a little bit of a hit because people are starting to eat healthier, but it's still a successful business. But you look at businesses that you admire, whatever business that is, and then think about how does that organization run? And if you want to know that, um, Tony Shea wrote a great book called Delivering Happiness, all about that. How does Zappos work? You can read countless studies in Fast Company, Inc. Magazine, Fortune, whatever it is, that will tell you how these businesses operate and how they do things. You know why? Because when you build a business and it's successful, you're damn proud of it and you want to tell everyone how the hell you did it. I can't wait to tell someone this is how we did it. Think about Apple. How many books have been written about Steve Jobs? How many articles have you read about the Apple way or how Apple operates or talking to Jonathan Ive or any people that were ever associated with Apple that that ever worked there, Guy Kawasaki, whoever it is, right? There's all these guys out there that either used to work for Apple or currently work for Apple and they can't wait to tell you their formula for success. So if you're not sure what a successful business looks like and how to be a successful business, then go back there and figure out what that looks like because that's going to tell you what you need to do. And think about this. The, the second piece is like uh, employees are always a big issue in small business. I mean, that's that's really where my bread and butter is, is, is employee, employee development and, and figuring out that whole cultural piece. People say, well, I don't know how to get employees to uh, – behave at a certain level. I don't, I don't know what their problem is. And there's all sorts of ways that we can find that answer. Number one, are we being the leader for them that we need to be? Where can I show up better? Because we spend all this time thinking about how do I fix someone or something else when in reality, the only thing that we can fix is us. And if I don't show up the right way, then other people probably around me are not going to show up the right way. And now I'm the catalyst for everything that happens. But another thing is, look, if you don't know what's going on with your employees and you want to get to the bottom of it or you want to find out why the culture is the way it is, my God, just ask them. Sit down with your employees. 
get real, get vulnerable, and ask them, hey, what's going on? What's keeping us from being successful? But a lot of times we don't want to let people in or do that because, again, it goes back to openness and vulnerability. If I lack that and I'm not a good relationship capital builder, why the hell would I invest time building a relationship with my employees? Why would I be open and vulnerable to helping them, uh, to figuring out maybe some things about myself that I I don't love? And how do I move forward with this? I remember being in a place where you know, my own organization suffered. When I worked in banking and finance and I ran my first operation, we did terribly. And I knew that we were struggling. And I really didn't think, I didn't know what to do. So I went to my employees and I asked for their feedback. What are you guys seeing? And they told me, hey, this is a leadership issue. This is an issue with your leadership. Now, did I love hearing that? I hated it. It was like getting punched in the stomach to hear someone say, hey, your leadership is directly influencing our poor performance as an organization. That sucks to hear that. It really does. But if no one had told me that, I would not have gotten to the place that I am today and I wouldn't have the success that I have today without someone giving me some open and honest feedback about where we're at and how we can fix it. Where did I go? I went to educate myself. And you know what's funny is I run into people who they have this issue and this issue and this issue, and then I have this workshop that'll address that, this group of people that they can talk to that helps them with that, and are they asking about where that is? They're not. And, and this, is a, this is the biggest issue with I don't have my own answers is what happens is we start to get embarrassed, we start to get scared, we realize our performance isn't where, where it wants to be, and we don't want to show up in the world with that. Because we realize that, hey, we're, we're not operating at a level that we think we should be. So we shrink. And now instead of becoming outwardly value-focused, we become inwardly focused and we, become, we start to feel sorry for ourselves. We withdraw from people. We don't want to reach out. We don't want to connect. And then unfortunately, does that solve the problem? No, it makes the problem worse. And the problem starts to perpetuate itself again and again because we feel shame, embarrassment, all the emotions that come with not being successful that come around with that. But if we want to flip that, I've got to look for, number one, who can I create value for? Number two, who can I connect with to help me break out of this? Where can I surround myself with winners that are winning so I can pick up that winning vibe and start to get a feel for what does winning look like? How do I need to behave to be a winner? And when you do that, great things are going to happen. So when you get into a position where you feel like you don't have all the answers, take a look at the symptoms that I just discussed. You know, as we talked about openness and vulnerability, when we talked about looking for someone to save us, a lack of building relationship capital, and look at where you can reverse engineer your problems, looking at that be-do-have mentality, first asking yourself, who do I need to be to show up in the way that will get me the results that I'm looking for? Uh, within my business? How do I go out and serve and help people at the highest level? I promise you, if you do that, you will figure out a way to break through and get to that next step. But I'll tell you this right now, if you're struggling to get the results that you're looking for, you can't fix that yourself. You can't do it alone. Get someone to support you and help you through that. So if you know someone who needs to hear this particular podcast, please share it with them. Hey, if you like the show, go to iTunes and rate it. Uh, New Work Revolution uh, podcast, you know, since we've re-released it, um, all, my, uh, all my past ratings and everything else are gone. So I would love to get more, uh, you know, ratings back on there and just hear feedback on the show. If you've got questions, hit me up at newworkrevolution.com. 
I would love to hear from you as well. So, hey, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. And we will be back again soon with another episode. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.